Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotman. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Hot, 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 hot. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Good evening, viewers, and welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode 168A, the epilogue, the season epilogue. And Johnny, I don't think we've ever done an epilogue, have we? No, we've never done an epilogue. And why would we be doing an epilogue? I don't know, but folks, it just sounds like a great idea. I mean, after the V8 supercar dinner there at Darling Harbour tonight, you know, what would you like? the lamb chops or the chicken, 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 chicken. Damn, I couldn't get my hand on the lamb chops. No, I got stuck with the chicken as well. Yes, um, it was V8 Supercar Racing's Night of Nights. I don't know. It was a bit tedious, to be brutally frank. Lots of awards given out, most of which we already knew who were going to get the awards. They went on forever. Some of the entertainment, well, you liked the entertainment, Mondo Rock. Mm. Mondo Rock was great, and Ross Wilson there from Daddy Cool yeah, days. Well, I, I mean, hello. He played Eagle Rock. It was, it was great. I think lots of people were bopping away there, folks. That was pretty good. Every, cool. and, everyone over 40, yes. I think they missed their target audience. You know, VO yeah, Supercars are supposed to be trying to appeal to a younger demographic. Perhaps. And so. most of the drivers are under 30. Let's look at the positives. And the mules. The mules are mostly under 30. Tony Cochran was extremely entertaining, I thought. He's great. He takes the piss out of himself. And he's good. He's, he's starting to show a little bit of age there. And, you know, what I noticed is that the camera, those HD cameras, are not kind to people. Everyone was looking a little bit shabby. Even Maddie White. Maddie White. Yes. Lots of lines. Very much On so. the old dial. JC. Of course, he'd had a big night. And why wouldn't he? I mean, you'd, you'd had an interview with him this afternoon. How did that go? Remarkably well, considering the condition he was in. It was um, <laughs> one very hangover, newly crowned V8 champion, talking to an interviewer who was a bit shabby himself, one must must admit so we stumbled through it but uh, I mean adrenaline is a wonderful thing he's on such a high from winning the championship that he's just been going all night and all day and he was good he was a good chat but he really is a nice young bloke you know and because when I got there he was just sitting there having lunch and a few beers um, with Adrian Burgess the sporting director you know the guy who coordinated the whole championship victory if you like runs the team and Glenn Turner who's uh, I think the general manager of Dick Johnson Racing and who else was there? Oh Cole Hitchcock the media manager of VS Supercars but it was a very casual very relaxed environment and you know cracking jokes. We love like Cole. Cole's a nice guy. He was there yeah. Um, but you know I just think it was a. It was a. It was actually, a, Cole, Cole it was, was a nice evening. Cole was remarkably personal, actually. Cole, to me, I found yeah, he, Cole nothing less than personable. And the fact that he hands me a pass each year, 
Oh. Why wouldn't he be? He pissed? likes you, which, you know, does raise suspicions, but... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he doesn't have a deep voice. <laughs> so, there it was. We were among the, the good and the great of V8 Supercars tonight. Had a long chat to Scott Jennings, who um, uh, has brought the Samboy chip brand into the sport uh, through the V8 Ute program, but now has, has taken up the role of motorsport director for Paul Morris Motorsport. That, that's interesting. Um, uh, gets along well with Paul, and I, I, probably, you know, Paul picks the people that, that work with him. He, I, I figured that he doesn't, he doesn't pick everybody that he wants to work with. No, they do to be fun to work for. Paul Morris is pretty relaxed about his, not his approach to racing, but his approach to running the business. And um, no, well, that's a, that's a good get. He's um, filling some reasonably big shoes. Nigel Barclay had been in that position for a long time until he scampered off back to New Zealand to run a New Zealand V8 team. So uh, your mate's, um, well, He's got it all ahead of him next year because that, that whole operation really has to pull its socks up and get moving. You know, they've got good equipment, good budgets. They're running triple eight spec Commodores. They're not triple eight built, but they're triple eight spec, the same design. Um, and you wouldn't know it by looking at them this year, would you? To be honest. Well, look, we've uh, it's it's just no it's no uh, secret that that Roland Dane from triple uh, eight has said, "Hey, look, I'm not happy with." The, the the technology transfer imp, uh, uh, implementation uh, there with Paul Morris Motorsport um, uh, the, the cars that are being handed down to uh, Russell Ingall and, and, and Greg Murphy are in the Castro car this year whilst their their specifications they haven't been run by them this should be better and it appears that it's going to be a much tighter operation in, in 2011 we don't know where Greg Murphy will turn up but uh, certainly I think we'll see the Paul Morris operation running a lot stronger. You'd hope, but they've promised a lot for a long time and delivered very little, so I'll wait and see what happens because they've got all of the resources and the equipment. They should be doing a lot better than they are. Roland Dane will be a lot more heavily involved in the running of that team next year. He's stepping back from the day-to-day -day running of Team Vodafone, handing that across to Adrian Burgess, who's leaving DJR and Roland's going to do other projects, but one of those will be to at least helping Paul Morris in a you know, major reorganisation of Paul Morris Motorsport. So. Is this a little like um, uh, Ron Dennis stepping back from his role at, uh, in uh, McLaren Formula 1 in, in a slightly different scale? It's a good, it's a good uh, comparison. Analogy. It's a good comparison because um, Roland Dane is, you know, we often jokingly, or not so jokingly, you know, refer to him as the Ron Dennis of V8 supercars. There are great similarities in their, in their approach and also in their personalities. They're both control freaks, that's for sure. But no, Ron Dennis... And show little emotion in their faces. Yes. Although both purport to be really fun guys. I'm waiting, still waiting, <laughs> and waiting. But Ron Dennis, I mean, Ron Dennis actually did step way back from running, hands-on running of the Formula One team and his involvement there. I don't think Roland will be able to resist, you know, being there at every race meeting, but he's going to have someone in between, in Adrian Burgess, to sort of, what do you call it, to interface. There were some the perpetual trophies given out tonight, Peter Brock. 
uh, and uh, the Barry Sheen trophy. James Courtney won the Barry Sheen medal, which is the V8 supercar equivalent, I guess, of the AFL's Brownlow for the best and fairest. Uh, it's judged by um, the major motorsport media, and it takes in various criteria. You know, it's not just um, you know who was the the best the fastest driver or the most successful driver it takes into account their personality how they deal with the media, how they deal with the fans how they deal, how they present themselves a whole range of attributes that um, James fulfilled handsomely, I mean he got my vote, or he got my main vote anyway different people can, can be winners in different categories but when you tot it all up um, JC got that and he was very chuffed to win that award, actually all drivers seem to be very chuffed to win that award. So, I, I, you know, I, I guess comparing it with the Brownlow um, is probably pretty valid. You know, it, it's the and it's the only it's one of the few awards on the night that we actually don't know who is going to win it because most of the awards are just given to the people who've won everything. You already know that, so it's it's one of the few bits of few elements of suspense in the night that we say, oh, who's going to win it? I mean, sometimes you can have a pretty good guess who's going to win the Barry Sheen medal, but you know, it's not a it's not a given until it's awarded. Whereas most, virtually all the other awards, you know, are well known beforehand. Folks, before V8 Supercars turned up, everyone thought of the Australian Touring Car Championship, and in fact, the ATCC award, the Australian Touring Car Championship award, it still goes on despite the fact that uh, the category is called V8 Supercars. ATCC still exists, so can you elaborate a little bit on this? Well, I just go and check on your... Um, um, and pea, and ham, pea and ham soup, or is it well, ham and pea soup? Viewers, uh, is it ham and pea soup or pea and ham soup? I mean, does ham and pea in, uh, instigate that there are more more hamness than penis? Beg your pardon? Sorry, excuse us. <laughs> I mean, would you have would you have a roast chicken or chicken roast? No, I think it's pea and ham soup. Back to the ATCC. Well, I saw roast chicken. Yeah, we really are getting into great matters of of the moment, aren't we? <laughs> the Australian Touring Car Championship doesn't continue as a series as such, but the winner of the V8 Supercar Championship is awarded the Australian Touring Car Championship trophy and, and therefore is, you know, by default the Australian Touring Car Champion as well as being the V8 Supercar Champion and the ATCC trophy is awarded by CAMS, the Confederation of Australian Motorsports. So it's, it, it's in conjunction with the V8 Supercar title. So you win one, you win them both and, you know, that's as it should be because the V8 Supercar Championship is nothing but an extension of what used to be the Australian Touring Car Championship and it's the sports heritage goes back through Australian Touring Car Racing way back to the first ATCC in 1960 and at Nublar in Western here's New South Wales we know Fogwar. Oh. Yeah, well it's it's a big improvement on the tucker that they were serving us at the dinner. That <laughs> really was quite disgraceful food, honestly. I don't know, it's easy to criticise when you're, you're not the one who's having to cook up meals for, you know, several hundred people or however many there were there, but honestly, you think they could have done better. 
can you believe it? At, at two fifty a head for those who had to actually mm. pay for yeah. it. Yeah. Two hundred, uh, two hundred and fifty, by the way, not not two dollars fifty. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty ugly stuff. Where do they get that figure from, Fogma? I have no idea. Oh, is that not clean enough? They probably... Is, is there a bit of chunk in it? That's all right. They probably... Uh, I don't know. It probably covers covers their costs. Some they other... don't give anything away via supercars unless they have to. Barrett's was funny as uh, Santa. That was the funniest part of the whole night. Mark Beretta dressed up as Santa doing a... You know, a skit with all the drivers wandering around the paddock at Homebush asking all the drivers what they wanted for Christmas and most of the drivers wanted to know what was in his sack. Which, of course, you know... There's some gayness going on. Well, it's, it's, in there. it's schoolyard humour, but it actually worked, doesn't it? It was funny. Everyone laughed. Yeah, there, was a lot of, there was lots of tittering throughout the room, but it was very clever. Barretts did a good job. I thought that, to me, that was... Like, I mean, this tells you something, viewers. To me, that was the highlight of the night. We dumb. Sorry, Johnny's got a mouth, got his mouth. A little bit of ham and pie. Uh, viewers, lots of, like to look, let you know that in the background you, you have heard a, a little bit of a whine here, and that we don't mean a winch, but this, this is the, the, the engine hums of the, uh, the frigates that are sitting right next to us, what, what maybe 50 metres away, all through. Um, the Royal Australian Navy's finest here at Garden Island. 04, uh, 15, uh, sorry, 153. Um, 51 and 50 up there, like it's it's actually pretty noisy in the strip. It is. Well, the numbers the numbers mean nothing to the viewers. That's HMAS Darwin there. 04. <laughs> you have been researching. That one there, 153, is HMAS HMAS Stewart. Uh, no idea what the other one's called. Can't see them. They have names. They have identities. But you do know little too. Which is gone. Sitting there with a barge this morning. Mm. And it tottered away, never to be seen again. Little toot, who thinks up these names? Honestly. But there's other vessels running around here. There seahorse this and seahorse that. There was one today, seahorse quoll. What's a seahorse quoll? Is a quoll, is it related to a quokker or a quoll? It sounds like some furry little animal. Moving right along to what the end of the season, mate. This is a this is to the epi epilogue. epilogue, not a long show. Oh, it's not an epilogue. <laughs> so we can have the epilogue of the epilogue. We're, we're, we're taking viewers on a trip next year to Porto de Fium, the San Luis race, which which we might have mentioned last night, but I can't recall whether we did. I don't think we did. No. Did we? No. Do you want to explain the, the to the FIA, FIA GT1 Championship finale at um, in the Argentinian uh, town of San Luis, a most beautiful circuit, which would only be replicated by a combination of Spa, Macau, and perhaps Bathurst around a volcanic lake. Um, gorgeous Alan Simonson uh, was one of the first people to go there in 2008 with the Gigawave car. Unfortunately, the circuit was uh, was as poor as the car was. Um, it really didn't end up being a proper race. That it was a little bit late in the making. Now all the drivers are going, this is one of the greatest circuits of the world. I, I think we should be going there. 
it's a pity that we we can't get to, oh, so far, we have not been able to convince Stefan Rattel to make the race a little bit later in the year, which would then allow us to take in the beginning of the Dakar rally, which really hasn't got anything to do with going anywhere near Dakar. No, in South America. <coughs> no, that circuit of which you speak, it looks mighty. It's long as, and it just endlessly winds around this as you say, volcanic lake. I've seen some in-car footage, and that was just from a road car. It looked impressive. So um, at racing speed, it must be pretty good. I look forward to seeing some um, highlights of the GD1 race. I think that it should be quite impressive. But that would be a good trip for the viewers. How many do you think would sign up? Just you and I. Oh, I see. They come with us in spirit. And we report back to them, so they don't actually come with us. See, they were, the viewers were getting all excited. They thought there was going to be radio hot lap motor racing tours. Well, we will have you know, to in, we'll following have in the fine footsteps. Of, I, I think that, of, of I BAM think, tours I to think America for, for a particular viewer that is listening, who has been religious in providing stickers, uh, aka Jezza, mm-hmm. could be the perfect um, guinea pig. Perfect. <laughs> Prototype. <laughs> <The> Lab rat. <laughs> um, manager of the of the oh. guinea pigs of oh. the of the customers. <laughs> Stop! Your legs are trembling. I can see that. There. I'm so excited. <laughs> Why are you flying Qantas? I just can't Qantas. hide it. What's the story with that plane? <laughs> why do we have a Why do we have a premier? Qantas. Quantas. That's what happens when you have an Irishman. Just a bunch of Have an Irishman running an Australian airline, and a, and a quasi-American running New South Wales. Did you know New South Wales? That's WikiLeaks for you. Used to have a prime minister. <laughs> I was coming through the park, through the domain, and there's a statue of some old geezer, and he was uh, somebody or other, and underneath. Sorry, I can't remember his name, but it's Patriot, Statesman and Prime Minister of New South Wales. Back in the, you know, year dot. So, obviously... The G-O-D. The good old days. The good old days, yes, right, very, very good. No, but I assume he was a Premier... Uh, he was the boss of New South Wales back in the day when it was a colony... And, you know, before Federation. But anyway, I'd just never seen a Premier of a state referred to as the Prime Minister. Whereas in the United Kingdom, the two terms are interchangeable. The Prime Minister of Great Britain is also often referred to as the Premier. Oh dear, folks, I should open another bottle of Redmond. A lovely wine that Bruce Vegas loves. Yeah. We'll be enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, reluctantly, I must agree. We were ever so good at the V8 supercar gala dinner. We didn't um, trough in as we normally do when when there's free booze going around. So I thought we might have escaped tonight in reasonable shape, but no. The fact of the matter is, the damn suit's better, isn't it? (laughs) Much better. Mm. Mind you, we haven't had a good run with chicken this week, have we? Oh. That was third time unlucky. 
of a, wow, of a, chick, was, of a chicken. Wow, that was the unluckiest of yeah, chickens. But a, of, you know, we've had three bad chicken variants this week. <coughs> it's proven it my not, theory. Mr. Crispy didn't even turn up once, and all it was was just trouble. You know, why would they serve that to you? Like, as hello, you're in a suit and tie. Why would you give your bones? It's like giving you spaghetti when you're wearing a white mm. shirt. <sighs> yeah, well. And even the women didn't seem too impressed, and women normally love chicken, you know. Why? Why do women love chicken? I don't know. Because it's ready? Your chicken I is don't know. ready. It, it's chick food, though, isn't it? It is chick food. Two fifty ahead. Now, hello, what is that? Don't come in the door. Ironically, did you notice that no-one actually asked for a ticket? Hmm. Like, you could have been any plonker with a jacket. And there were plenty of spare seats, too, but... We shouldn't be so cynical. It's a big night out, the big gathering for the V8 supercar fraternity and for a lot of people involved in the sport. BKO. It's a chance for them to, you know, socialise and catch up, recognise each other's achievements, take the mickey out of each other mercilessly. You know, James I mean, Bond was there as well in his white jacket. <laughs> yeah. Well, James Bond's grandfather, by the look of him, the only thing that was resembling James Bond was the was the cream tux. CT Australia. We love you. It wasn't our cup of tea, Johnny, but, you know, we were privileged... Our C-O-T. We were privileged... Car of tomorrow's <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> Sorry, look, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just mad with acronyms. You are... You are only acronym lately, aren't you? I hard. I hi-hack. I <laughs> and I coat. <laughs> I'd like to say <laughs> good night, viewers, and GGF, folks. Good night, viewers. Have a happy and safe Christmas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Even though it's not the Christmas edition, yeah. but we'll get in early. Yeah, we just fuck off, folks. Why you've worn your welcome out on this door man? I'll tell you right now. And another show about nothing is in the can. Bandwidth this week provided by... Nobody. <laughs> and edited by... Nobody. <laughs> the people who cares. Trust. Nobody. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Nobody. <laughs> it wasn't brought to you by Ford's My Touch either. My Touch? Oh, no, it's that... It's that, what's that, what's that Ford, like... Ford Sink, it used to be Ford called. Ford Sink. It's now called Ford My it's Touch. down the sink. Yours has got that. Your, Why, rust, your rusty sausage focus has a variance of that. Uh, voice control. This is about voice control and all sorts of things. Voice control. There's been a problem ever since the BMW factory shut down in Soweto. Trouble, I tell you, trouble. We'll see you in the next year.